1: Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshalls. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter.
0: The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the platforms you know. Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, Download, Subscribe, Leave Feedback, and a five-star review. You know how it goes. Find that icon on your smartphone device, whatever you may have. If it's an Apple phone, for example, you can grab the purple podcast button and uh, hit it. Go to the search area, type in ML Sports Platter, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five star review. That stuff helps an awful, awful lot. And of course, you can hit me on Twitter at MikeL Sports, the ML Sports Platter, part of the Brawl Network, at Network Brawl on Twitter. Go get all the shows on all the teams. A lot of terrific talent, tons of awesome content with the Brawl Network right now. I also host Bill's Brawl. So be sure to give that one a subscription, a download, a feedback post, and a five-star review as well. Brought to you here by Bryant & Stratton College for every and in life, Bryant & Stratton College. Classes are always starting two- and four-year degrees and more at Bryant & Stratton College. Great time to be Bobcat right now with the academics and the athletics. Uh, Just added a nursing program, so Bryant & Stratton College doing their thing, BryantStratton.edu Two awesome locations in Central New York as well, uh, in Liverpool and in the city on James Street. A tip of the cap, thank you as well to Hides of Liverpool, Camillus Golf Club, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our good friends at Barks and Rock Doggy Daycare. I am super excited to bring on to the program as part of also a Pinstripe Podcast on pinstripepassion.com. Make sure you go visit that site for Yankees and baseball uh, analysis by myself. Videos, articles, archived interviews with the likes of Hall of Famers and more. Um, this guy's podcast is so good, and I've been meaning to, to listen to it for a long, long time. Um, and you know how it goes. You subscribe to 23 podcasts or so for me, <laughs> you know, and it's just you try to get to everything. There's just no time of the day. You're trying to do your show. You know, working in sales and marketing, and you're you got to read articles, and so and the days are crunched, right? You get a little daddy daycare in there. This guy's podcast is phenomenal. If you love Major League Baseball, if you love the New York Yankees, especially, you've got to go subscribe to Yapping Yankees. It's all over on SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, everywhere. He is the host of it. And it's awesome. The knowledge, the content, the conversation, the flow, the whole thing, the production, it, it is really awesome. It is my new favorite baseball po- podcast. Uh, Mike Scudero joins us right now on Twitter at Mike Scudero, at Mike S C U D I E R O. Mikey, welcome in, man. It's uh, really great. And uh, let's yap about some Yankees. How are you?
1: Oh, thank you very much, Mike. That really means a lot to hear you say that. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, the flow, the content, the knowledge, uh, the whole thing, it's just, it's really good. I've been in this business a long, long time. Uh, The modern media obviously allows anybody to be on a microphone, and and there is a lot of junk out there, as you and I both know. Um, (laughs) But your podcast is fantastic, and so keep at it. Keep getting the reps. Keep doing your thing, man, because it it is awesome. So I... Just yeah, thank you
1: very
0: much. Yeah, of course, man. So I just I just put together I, maybe a quasi list. I think I'm going to probably change it a little bit, um, and I'm gonna put it into a podcast as a segment, my top ten players in baseball. And as I went through Betts and Trout and Soto and Bellinger and Tatis and Bregman and Freeman and Yelich and uh DJ Le, well, DJ is he in here outside the top ten, but he, he's listed just because Arenado, Lindor, it took me a while. I put them all on paper. I'm not going to put Lemayhu in the top ten. He could be in the top ten. But what I'm getting at is this. For years and years and years, you made a top ten list and a Yankee was automatically in there. How much of a problem is that?
1: (sighs) I'd say it's a bit of a problem. I mean, first of all, lists have always been kind of tough for me to do because... uh, Whenever I just compile a bunch of players and then I I try to list them and I look at a bunch of stats, it sometimes just makes my head spin.
0: No, it's <laughs> fair. Uh, yeah, they're so they, fun, though.
1: Yeah, it it absolutely uh-huh. is, and those, and the people who can easily do it, like God bless them. I don't have an easier time doing that as they do, but uh, but as far as like a Yankee not really being on it in the minds of some, it it, it is it is kind of a problem, I would say. Um, and the unfortunate part about it is that I do think they. They have a potential top 10 in the likes of Aaron Judge if he were to stay on the field. Sure. Um, as, as far as talent alone, um, uh, not like something in, in injuries or anything like that, I do think Aaron Judge is definitely a top player in baseball. But in actuality, when it comes to what's actually done on the field, I'm not sure I, I would say he is because of, the, of how much time he's missed. Um, so talent alone, I do think he's there, but not. Um, then you start to, you have to start questioning it, which is unfortunate because you know the potential is there. But I would say it's if, if, if not seeing a Yankee in the top ten is definitely pretty strange. <laughs> it, it
0: is. You know, if you were to put LeMayhew in the top ten, I mean, you know, I, I just would wonder who you who you kind of bounce out. And again, this is a top ten right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. Well, what did this guy do? Yelich has won an MVP though. I mean, he's got. Well, yeah, but look what he just did last year. Again, Yelich isn't finished by having a, a bad year, for sure. Uh, everybody's allowed to have a bad time and a slump and all the rest, or, or multiple bad games. Uh, baseball, as we know, is a grind. I just, I'm just i trying to figure out who to bounce out to put LeMahieu in there. He very mel- way, well may be a top 10 guy, for sure. I mean, what he brings to the table with his hitting ability and his versatility, you know, playing the field. He's a, he's a, a vacuum cleaner with a glove, so... I may put LeMahieu in there. He's probably... I think he's more deserving to be in the top 10 than anybody else on the Yankees, I, you know? Yeah, I, I I think that's totally fair. And it, it really is... And I was talking about how difficult it is to put together a list like this. It's even more difficult if you're talking about last year when oh. a lot of the guys in general... Like, the,
1: a lot of huge names in baseball. Nolan Arenado was another one. They had down years because of just how strange of a season it was. Um, so it's, it makes it even tougher by doing that last year. But... Um, but, yeah, as far as DJ, I mean, it, I wouldn't put it past it to put it. They already ranked him. I think it was wasn't he the number one second baseman in the game he was ranked, yeah, I believe? Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I, I definitely think it's fair to put him in top ten. He's been the centerpiece of the Yankees' success for the last couple of years. They don't get anywhere near where they made it without him. I, I think that goes without saying. Yeah. Um, and I've, I love the signing the second they made it a couple of years ago because I remember him in his time with the Rockies. I remember him winning his gold gloves. I remember him winning the batting title. Um, a lot of people didn't remember that when he was signed. They were too busy being mad over not getting Harper or Machado. Sure. <laughs> so so, um, so I, I was very happy with the signing from the start and up to now um, with what he's done even last year in a weird season having won the batting title for both leagues. Um, I definitely
0: wouldn't put it past anybody, and wouldn't blame anybody for putting him in the top ten. That is completely fair. Yeah, and by the way, a lot of those Yankee fans who have MLB Extra Innings or are floating around on Twitter, following games or catching the bottom line on several different stations, they're not you know tuning in and paying attention to nine o'clock Rocky games on the East Coast. <laughs> they just don't. That's just not something that a typical Yankee fan will do. So you and I, we were on a roundtable months back with the guys from Ball Nine. Yep. You see all of my tweets. You know how I feel. I need I need your help. I, I need your help in telling me that it's going to be different in 2021. This team lacks starting pitching after Garrett Cole. Gary Sanchez is still on the roster. They brought Brett Gardner back. They're too right-handed heavy. They're going to get injured again a ton. The bullpen's going to get taxed because of the starting pitching. How is this going to be different than any other year the last few, Mike? Help me. Well, at least as far as Corey Kluber is concerned, I'm your man <laughs> to talk <laughs> you into this. Uh,
1: because I actually just put out a tweet about an hour ago, or maybe even a little less, because uh, he pitched
0: two perfect innings tonight, and yes, sure. I'm fully I'm fully getting overhyped over two spring training,
1: training innings guilty. Uh, but ever since the Kluber signing, I have been very on board with it. Um, I, obviously, I know... The little amount he's pitched the last couple of years, I'm not oblivious to that. And that obviously attaches a risk. There's a risk attached to Tyon because he missed all of last year because of Tommy John. Um, But both, I think... I would say more so Tyon because he's much younger than Kluber is, but I think they both have unbelievable upside. Tyon because of his age and his newly repaired elbow, and Kluber because of his prior talent and what he did for the better part of five to six years being a top arm in baseball. Um, And with the confidence of having somebody like Eric Cressy heading up the Yankees' injury health and performance staff, um, having rehabbed Kluber directly, that's... I'm willing to buy into Cressy's word with that and how much he's respected in the industry. They've spoken about that like ad nauseum on Yankee broadcasts, on talk shows with people in the Yankees organization and just in the injury field overall. Eric Cressy, Eric Cressy, everybody talks about him. So I'm buying into his word on this a lot and I'm hoping he doesn't let me down because I really am like a huge Corey Kluber hype man this year. And on Twitter, I did put out a tweet saying that I am establishing myself as Corey Kluber's main hype man this year. So I am expecting him to do awesome things this year. I'm not expecting the 200-inning Corey Kluber of the past, the the workhorse, because after not pitching much for the last two years, that's just not very realistic. So I'd be fine if he were around 150 innings, which is probably what we should expect. Um, Probably give or take the same thing from Tyon, who displayed his really good arsenal the other day. Again, I know it's just the beginning of spring training, but better than nothing. We see his breaking stuff. We see his fastball with Kluber. Um, And they both did a very nice job. I think this is just the beginning. They'll obviously have their tough starts. Everybody does. But I believe in them a lot to help out the starting rotation. Um, I'm feeling really good about the statements that Severino has made about how great his arm feels with the throwing he's done. And the fact that he's expected to take a mound within the next week and a half or two already. That's very good to me. Um, I definitely wouldn't rush him back, especially if the Yankees have a very good first half. There's just not a need to. You don't want to risk another injury after Tommy John. Um, so if those work out, and I know to a lot of people, and understandably so, those are big ifs, but if they work out, that's a killer one through four. If they stay to the 150 innings or so, in Kluber and Tyon's case, um, and just go out there and give the Yankees quality starts, they don't even have to pitch like near-perfect games or anything. Just... Just go out there and have quality starts and they'll be fine with Garrett Cole leading the way, Severino coming back eventually, and even without Severino coming back, the Yankees have depth. They have Montgomery, they have David Garcia. Um, although I know a lot of people don't like it, they have Domingo Herman. They have um who another guy who I haven't really been a fan of much, and Michael King. I, I think he's still like probably give or take, like a year away from being truly ready. I'm just not really feeling him yet, but uh but they, they have they have plenty of depth. Uh, Clark Schmidt, who's dealing with his injury right now, which is a shout out to your injury comment before. Yeah. Um, but so the starting rotation with the depth, I'm feeling good with that. Uh, the bullpen, I I really love the signing of Darren O'Day. I loved that when that was announced. Really quality left handed uh, right hander, sorry right handed submarine arm out of the bullpen. Um, been around a while. Pitched in both leagues. Really like him. Justin Wilson, loved him when, when he was on the Yankees in 2015. Uh, he was a workhorse out of the pen that year. I think he'll be basically the same this year. He's, he's had a, a really nice last couple of years with the Mets. Um, and in the lineup, the lineup is going to be the same story of what it's been the last few years. Um, if everybody stays healthy, heavy, right-handed heavy or not, they're going to do a lot of damage. If they get injured, it's probably going to be a rough time. Um, I have... I have a a tougher time believing in the health of the lineup than I do in in Kluber and Tyon, for example, Um, because the last few years have just been, it's it's been difficult on them, on guys like Stanton, on guys like Judge, but I do like hearing that guys like Stanton and Judge have changed out, have changed their training routine uh, to not so much heavy weight lifting or anything like that. I'm hoping that plays a part in it. I don't know if it will for sure. Um, So, a lot of it's just going to be wait and see, unfortunately. I do think they have a better chance of maybe showing a little bit more fortune with health. But that's what it's going to come down to. I think when it comes to the talent itself, I think this team has unbelievable potential. They're going to have to stay healthy, though, because if they have a lot of injuries, and I said this on my show as well, they're going especially the starting rotation. They're going to get exposed. So... um, it all comes down to health, like it has been the last four years. It's it, nothing's changed in that department. So, if this team stays healthy, expect awesome things. If they don't,
0: it's going to be ugly. That's basically my prognosis, more or less. They gave a boatload of money to Garrett Cole. Uh, I was fine with it. That was the one, what we thought, missing link to the team. You know, to get them over the top. Not going out whatever reason getting Verlander, going out and signing, you know, a maybe a 3-2 type of guy who could maybe be an ace and a Patrick Corbin, going out and getting other guys the last few years at the trade market. They get Cole, and now the rest of the staff is kind of a question mark. Part of the reason why it's a question mark, and this is one of literally, Mike, this is one of the most difficult things to figure out in sports for me. The New York Yankees, with their resources, with the international connections, with the scouting and development, with all the analytical BS, which we'll touch on later uh, again, they cannot develop, that's the word, develop a starting pitcher. Now, Davey Garcia could be that guy. They've hung on to Jonathan Loizaga for a long time. Maybe a Clark Schmidt pans out to be something we don't know. Severino's been wildly up and down in in kind of you know, a glass figurine to a certain extent with the injuries why can't the new york yankees develop a pitcher and i mean he doesn't even have to be an ace maybe maybe a number 2 or a 3 but like a mainstay developmental guy in the rotation why can't they do that i mean as far as there's been no evidence in it for a while mike unfortunately since andy it. Yeah, yeah, but, that, that, but that's he's twenty four years. Yeah, yeah it's and, and, and absurd. He, 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 yeah, he's long. That's what I said. He's, he's and not only did he start long ago, but he's also retired for years now. Right, that's, right.
1: That's right. That, that's the last thing. Right. So honestly, with, with no it's real good. evidence, your your answer is the same as my answer is the same as yours. I I honestly don't know. It's unbelievable. But, but um, but I'm really. I really am holding out, holding out that this Tommy John surgery is the turnaround for Sevy, and that especially starting next year, since next year will hopefully be his first full season back. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I'm I'm really hoping this is you know like a brand new elbow per se that this is like the big time turnaround for Severino, and he can really be that one A to Derek Cole. Um, that's that's ideal. Uh, I'm really pulling for Davey Garcia too, although he is inevitably still a bit of a question mark despite his unbelievable pitching last year, but last year was in a 60-game season. How is he going to do in a 162-game season? That's, that's why he's a bit of a question mark. You haven't seen him pitch in a real, full, traditional 162-game season yet. So, um, But I'm, I believe in Davey a lot. I believe in his poise, his ability. I, I love the way his pitches move. I love, I just, I, I love the kid. But um, when it comes to Clark Schmidt... He's a concern to me because he's had Tommy John already, and if he's I to agree. get it again, yeah. if if he's to get it again, that really wouldn't be good. Because I don't know how many people know this, but Clark Schmidt only just turned twenty five about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. He's young, and he's had a lot of crap happen to his arm already. <laughs> so he's he's a bit of a red flag for me right now. Although I hope that this this extensor strain, I think it is. Um, I hope this extensor strain that he has right now is, like, after this is done, then he's good. I hope so. Mm. Um, But if he has to get Tommy John again, uh, the second time, the first time he got it coming out of college, if he gets it again, so health-wise, Clark Schmidt's a bit of a, he's a bit of a red flag for me, but I'm really pulling for Seve and Davey Garcia mainly to be those two guys that the Yankees developed, and they can proudly say, listen, these guys are a product of, of us. These are our guys, they represent us, they came from us. Um, and Lizica, I gotta be honest with you, I I love his velocity and his stuff is honestly good, but he just hasn't had the results, like at all. Like he, he bombed in the playoffs last year. I feel like most of the time he's pitched he just he gets hit. I, I just not been a fan of his and And my my trust was really shaken in him after the way he got rocked in the playoffs last Mm -hmm. year, even though, again, granted, last year was what it was. But nonetheless, you know, my statement still holds. So
0: yeah,
1: the two main ones I'm really pulling for that you mentioned are Seve and Davey. Those are the two that I'm really looking at to really be that next one after Andy Pettit,
0: as you said. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think Luis Severino, a couple things off of what you just said, I think Luis Severino for sure... Is to the Yankees what perhaps Verlander, who is a lot older, obviously could be to Houston late in this year. Which is you know Verlander coming from Tommy John, he says he's going to pitch in 2021. Who knows? But hey, if they win the division, if they even make the playoffs, and they get him in early to mid September, and they get a you know fresh Verlander off, they could go. If you put them with McCullers and McHugh I mean they they could get a huge bolt of 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 of, of power from Verlander as could the Yankees with Severino. And I think Seve and Garcia as well. I, I'm with you. I, I just, I'm starving for a young arm. Who's like flamboyant and his stuff is crazy good. And he, you know, the, the guys love him, and he's going to be there for a long time. And it's a connection with the fans. And I think the Yankees need, they have that all the time with players. They have it all the time with the bullpen guys. You know, they've had it with the, the, the core people say core four, I say big five, um, you know they've had it. They've had it with position guys. Aaron Judge, I think, still has to prove he can be out there every day. But clearly, there's the. I mean, God, they created a section for the guy. Uh, yeah. he, he's yeah. clearly connected with the fans. They need an arm. They need a farm arm to get this thing going. I got. I got a collection of players who the Yankees keep hanging on to these guys, right? They're hanging on to Estrada. They're hanging on to Andujar. They're hanging on to Tyler Wade. We mentioned wise ago. We don't have to. You don't have to comment on him again. You covered it. But what about these guys? Like, I just mentioned these. They hung on to Clint Frazier, and now he's finally going to play, although I'm sure after this year, Cashman will give Brett Gardner a a 20-year deal. Um, But, you know, like, where are we at with these guys they keep hanging on to, these position guys?
1: So, Thyro Estrada, before last year, I actually was quite a fan of his because – he he had actually shown a lot of promising hitting abilities, and he wasn't a bad fielder either defensively. Um, but last year, unless you want to just give the kid another shot whenever you're to need him as a depth piece, because um, last year was what it was, then that that's okay, I guess. Uh, Tyler Wade, we've seen a lot more of, um, and we we've just seen more or less the same thing. Like he's he's a, a good fielder, I guess, even though he's even made his dumb mistakes defensively. Um, so I, I'd say he's a good fielder. Uh, He's obviously extremely fast, um, and and that's about where it ends. Uh, Watching him hit is a chore, um, and I'm not sure that'll ever change, (laughs) but um, he's kind of like your quadruple-A player, because they they keep on saying that whenever he's down in triple-A, he hits very well, but then he comes up to the major, he just can't hit. So I don't know if he he would qualify as that quadruple-A player, per se, as they qualify some guys as, but... (laughs) <laughs> um, but I'm I'm kind of over Tyler Wade at this point. I think the only reason they have him is because he's legit, just their best option for backup shortstop, and he's literally like the only one right now. So I think that's the only reason he's sticking around. Um, and it, it was Thyro, Tyler Wade, and uh, and who else did you did you say?
0: Uh, let's see, we talked Estrada, we talked Wade. What about Andujar?
1: Uh, Andujar, that's right. Um, Andujar, I don't I don't see how they. Don't trade him at this point. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that third base belongs to Gio. Okay. Gio is a really good third baseman defensively. Oh, he's great. Um,
0: yeah. And he
1: has—he's just sensational. I'll never forget that that diving play and he, and he threw it from from his butt oh. on, in the playoffs. That yeah. uh, that sent me into a
0: hizzy. That, that was as good, um, by the way. I, not to interrupt, I, but I want to mention that was as good a play that I've seen at third base in my life.
1: Yeah, it's, he's just. He's insane. This guy that they expected nothing out of, that they made a nothing, a nothing move with Toronto oh, for it's it, it's unbelievable.
0: Um, I but, can't stand Cashman, but that was a good one by him. That was you know yeah yeah yeah. I cre- I give him credit where credits due, Mike. You know I do, and that yeah. that is one. But my God, that play was like that play was like. I mean I'm 41 years old, right? And so I've seen Boggs and I've seen great fielders. like Sandberg. I've seen Guerrero and Ichiro, and on and on it goes. Great catchers in my lifetime. Third baseman, you know, people talk to me about Nettles and Brooks Robinson, and I'm like, I saw that play, Mike, and I was like, dude, that, that geo—that's as good as any play at third. Adrian Beltre, I mean, that's as good as any play I've seen at third base in my life.
1: That was—it was insane. It's—he—he's an insane defender. Um I, I, it's unbelievable how the Yankees got him. Cashman, like anybody, has his hits and misses, but, when, but there are certain hits that Cashman has that are hits. And Gio <laughs> was a hit, yeah. <laughs> like like that yeah. was like a, a, a sh- to Mars. So was DJ. So, yeah. um, but but as far as Andujar, the story about him is pretty wild because when you think about it, um, the Yankees went into the 2018 season. With Brendan Drury as their third baseman, and he got immediately injured, which then which then had Duhar come in, and you never saw Drury again because Duhart was while he was still having a rough time fielding back then, he did so great, and a lot will argue, including myself, he was robbed of the Rookie of the Year award. Agreed. And you, you never saw Drury again. Yep. And then the next year comes around, and and Duhar gets hurt. And then Gio comes in, and Duhar misses the whole year with the exception of the first couple of weeks, and then you never see Duhar third again. So in a couple of years, the Yankees started out with, two years in a row, started out with one third baseman, and then ended up having another that ended up being a sensational hit. And now ever since then, Gio has really stamped himself as a third baseman because even in a season like last year, I'm pretty sure he proved that he was not a fluke in 2019. So as far as Duhar is concerned between showing the videos of him practicing at spring training and still missing routine grounders and I'm I'm I will be I will be as supportive as anybody when it comes to not giving up on young players. I really believe in that and that's why I've stuck by Glaber's defense so much this off season. Mm-hmm. I've been a sharp Glaber will improve at short defensively kind of guy. I've been a big supporter of that. But that's because Glaber was Unbelievably and unusually out of shape in a strange season like last year, and before that, whenever he had his occasional games at shortstop, but more games at second, he was he was good. He wasn't great or terrible. He was good. Um, but last year was just it was clear that Galbraith was not himself last year. He got hurt. He was out of shape. The Yankees themselves said this. So I'm, I'm, I, that's why I believe in him, and I believe he has much more potential. And DuPar. I think after like the last two years where he's barely played and, and he still shows a lot of struggles at, at defensively, and I'm sure he still has pretty good hitting abilities, but with being as much of a liability with the glove as possible as he is and not really having a place in the team anymore as long as like guys like Gio are healthy and the outfield is bugged up because they're trying him out there too, like where are you going to put him? And I'm not sure he has much trade value at all right now but because he hasn't really shown anything great since 2018, really. But I don't see how they don't trade him at this point because it's just like there's no spot for him. <laughs> um, Clint Frazier's taken over and left, as we said, and he deserves it. Um, and Gio has established himself as the third baseman. So as far as the three of them, Estrada, they might just want to get another couple of looks at, see what he's made of. Tyler Wade, I think he's only around because he is the only backup shortstop they have, but I'm over him for a long time now. And and Duhar, eventually, unless they just want to keep him around for depth, fine, but otherwise, I don't know where he fits it. and I, I think it's a shocker if they don't trade him at some point.
0: It just seems like one of the things, the, the criticisms that doesn't get talked about enough about Cashman is that, like, the old, old... And I'm not saying you you have to win every move and win every year. And I'm not saying any of that stuff. But I feel like I have to keep saying that before I make a point because you know how fans are. They're just they're they're they go nuts over things that are true, uh, but they don't want to believe them. Um, Bob Watson, Gene Michael, Cashman when he took over late '90s, you know, making crazy great moves. I mean. He had he had balls to trade David Wells out of New York, man. I mean, that's a fan favorite, and he traded him and Homer Bush for Roger Clemens to get better, and the Yankees kept the dynasty going, and they were better with those teams. I mean, he made those kind of moves. He made the Eric Milton for Chuck Knobloch move. He's made crazy great. He pulled you know a, a a rabbit out of his butt and got Dave Justice. I mean, you know, for Jake Westbrook, and so he's done those types of things. But fast forward twenty years. I feel like whether it's Estrada or Duhard or Wade or Luizaga or whoever, like he doesn't know the ceiling of players. Like, and I don't know if that's because there's an overabundance of analytics. I don't know if it, there's some other reason, but it just seems like he doesn't know when to give a player up and they just keep everybody. And it's like, oh, well, if we keep nine guys and one guy works out, cool. I mean, we're still watching Gary Sanchez do the same stuff. Wade, and Duhard. I know he got hurt. Like I just I think that there's a like a there's misses there whether it's him or people underneath him, where they're not they don't know their players and when to get rid of them.
1: Well, I, I think that guys like Wade and Duhar. I, I I think those are two examples because again I, I don't see the spot that Enduhar has on the has on the team anymore at this point, and I'm overweight, so I, I think those are two <laughs> good supporting points for that. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I would. When it comes to like if you want to talk about other pieces, like I know I know some people are not happy about Brett Gardner coming back. Um I I'm okay with him coming back at the role that he's coming back at. If they were gonna bring him back as the everyday outfielder again, um and pay him more money than he than he got, then I would not be happy. But at just the four million with with the backup role that he has and obviously of also with people mentioning the right-handed heaviness, him being a left-hander too, even though people would prefer other lefties. But but Gardner coming back, the price that he did at the role that he is, mm-hmm. I'm okay with. But okay. with guys like Wade and Duhart, I, I, I definitely understand your point. There are certain guys that it seems like the Yankees just want to keep around <laughs> and when it comes to guys especially like Tyler Wade I, I for
0: no really, reason they they, like, they just go like bundle dudes up and get an arm like go get I'm not saying Robbie Ray is Sandy Koufax here but God I mean he's been available multiple times you need more pitching they took a flyer on Tyone they took a flyer on Kluber I wanted both those guys two years ago not now but like okay so so where's Robbie Ray? Where's like getting Lance Lynn back again? Like where if you can never have enough pitching, then why don't you go go get more pitching and then not have these these position players who are just the same guy every year?
1: When it come when it comes to guys like Wade, I don't have an answer for you because when it comes to guys like that, I agree. Um but I think it just might be a factor of also just if you package these certain guys together, just other teams might not see the worth and they might not, they just might not do the trade. And it was also a discussion where
0: some fans were feeling like other teams also drive up the asking for uh, there it the is. Yankees. Yep, good yeah. point. Yep. There so, some, some other fans also mentioned that, you know, some other teams expect
1: more of the package out of the Yankees than they do other organizations, and that could very well be true because. The
0: hell wants to help the Yankees out, oh man. it goes back so, to Kurt Schilling I mean it goes back to all those deals that have been made in the past there's no question I was actually just gonna bring that up too but you you know you covered it but uh, that is true the Yankees the Yankees are are for some reason or another they, they get asked more about it it's like oh hey you know you, you want this guy cool yeah Glaber every time Glaber no yeah that, you know that, that was whole, that was the whole Luis Castillo exactly. craze, like yeah.
1: a couple of months yeah. ago yeah. so yeah. like yeah. so it's it, it's tough because especially when it comes to trade, some other teams might be like, yeah, we don't see the worth in those guys, sorry. Mm-hmm. like I, I'm, I'm sure there have been a lot of people that we, a lot of teams that we haven't even heard of publicly that Cashman got on the phone with, yeah. and he probably included guys like a Tyler Wade or an Ed Duhart maybe in a trade package, and the, the other team just didn't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um,
1: so so it, it, could, it could be a variety of different reasons. I don't have a certain one for you, but... but um, But it is frustrating when you see certain guys who you really, you know what they are, especially guys like Wade, but they keep them around. It it can be frustrating.
0: (laughs) Mike Scudero with us at Mike Scudero on Twitter. Of course, Yapping Yankees host uh, all over the platforms. Go subscribe and and listen. It's just a terrific show. I want to end with this. Give me your ceiling, give me your floor on this team in 2021. How how good could they be how good could it get i know you mentioned the injuries but how bad could it get how how bad could they be you know are they are they at worst for example a wild card second wild card team are they at worst a non playoff team are they at best a pennant winner give me best worst
1: i think at worst they're probably like a second wild card i really find it hard to imagine that this team doesn't even make the playoffs, even if there are an overabundance of injuries, because they've had seasons like that, and they've still survived um, as recently as a year or two ago. Um, so that's happened, and they've still made the playoffs, even if it was still by the skin of their teeth, but they still did it. Um, so I think at worst, they're probably a second wildcard team. Uh, and I'm and I'm thrilled to be saying that, and not saying an eight seed team with expanded playoff. Um, but <laughs> but uh, um, as far as the at their best, I really don't see
0: why the Yankees shouldn't win a pennant this year, especially if they're at full health for mo- at least most of the season. And the yeah, AL down. is down, yeah, yeah way exactly. down, yeah. exactly, way at down. This, I, I really don't see a reason why they shouldn't win a pennant, especially if you got guys like Judge
1: and Stanton playing at least 140 games apiece. If Kluber and Tyon make it through their seasons throwing 150 innings apiece, if the bullpen performs to par, if just if everything works out, I, there's no reason why this team can't even make it past the most threatening team in the American League, which I probably consider to be the White Sox. and Then it just falls off from there, if you ask me. So I, I don't see a reason why they don't at least win a pennant going into the World Series. That's another story, because you're probably going to run into the powerhouse of the Dodgers, probably. Um, who I'm probably just, I'm probably going to end up
0: predicting that they repeat, which we haven't seen a repeat in quite some time. One years. The Yankees dynasty. Two thousand exactly. Yankees, so, yep.
1: There you go. So um, that's a very tough thing to predict, because of how long it's been since that happened. But um, it's very possible. But I definitely think the Yankees have no excuse, especially if they are full health. Um, to not at least win the AL pennant. They have to. Um, it would just be embarrassing if they don't. Um, Houston is not what they were even a couple of years ago um, because they've, they've lost guys like Verlander for this year and, and they've lost Springer. They've, they've had their losses. Um, I still think they'll be respectable, but they're not. I'm not as afraid as I was of them in 2019, per se. Um, they don't have Morton anymore either. That's another one. Yep. So, um, and in the AL East... I think the Rays will still be respectable. I think the Blue Jays' lineup is going to be a problem more than anything. I'm not really scared of their pitching much. Um, but I think they should win the division. Um, and again, the White Sox at that point are probably the team I fear the most, but they should still be able to beat them. So they really should win the pennant this year. If they if they collapse with injuries, it's going to be frustrating, but I still do think they can get in with a second wild card. If they're at near full, full health, I think it's doubtful they're at full health throughout the whole season because injuries just – Happen, um, they'll happen occasionally, I think. But if they find a way to still mainly stay on the field for the most part with no injuries that'll really derail the whole team at large, this team definitely should at least win a pennant. No excuses. That's those are my thoughts on it.
0: Mike Scudero, go get him on Twitter at Mike Scudero, the host of Yapping Yankees, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, terrific podcast. Make sure you subscribe, download, leave a five star review, and some feedback. Mike, this was awesome to have you. Thank you so much, and uh, continued success your way.
1: Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you so much for having me.
0: The ML Sports Platter. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review on all the major platforms. Hit me on Twitter, at Sports. All a part of the Brawl Network, and we are brought to you by our great, great friends at Bryant & Stratton College, Axe Exotic Pets, CNY Electrical, and Welch & Company Jewelers. Log on to welchjewelers.com. Find the best jewelry around at welchjewelers.com, welchjewelers.com. Shop the showcase today with Welch and Company Jewelers. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
1: Lowe's Provember event is happening now through November 24th. It's the perfect time to shop GE appliances for all your properties, like the GE side-by-side refrigerator and the GE dishwasher with active flood protect. Durable and reliable, you can always count on GE to deliver the long-lasting performance you're looking for. Available today. Shop the full line of GE appliances online or in-store during Lowe's Provember event. Now through November
0: 24th. Lowe's, the new home for pros. U.S. only.